0: Grace and peace be unto you. Uh, I'm Bishop D.A. Sharon. Thank you so much for coming on on all of our platforms and our podcast for our Tuesday night School of the Spirit. Learning how to engage, uh, how to grow in the Spirit of God. Preaching is both proclamation, bless you, Brother Ronald, and demonstration. Teaching is the explanation of how a spiritual principle. Operates as it does. I'm going to say it again. I'm jumping straight in tonight, hot off the press. Okay? Preaching is proclamation and demonstration. Teaching is the explanation of how a spiritual principle operates as it does. So when we come to study Scripture, when we come to study the Word of God, uh, we are coming into a greater understanding. We're coming into a greater dimension of how the Word of God works and how we, by the Spirit of God, come into a greater understanding of knowing who God is. How many of you this year uh, want to grow uh, in your relationship with God? How many of you this year want to learn and want to know uh, how to develop uh, a life-changing walk with God? I believe that our time together will give you that opportunity for you to grow, for you to know and for you to share and engage. Amen. Uh, And so that is why we are doing these uh, nights, uh, these times of gathering strategically, so that we're able to grow in God together. Amen. We're going to go to two passages of Scripture. Now, one of the challenges, I thought I saw Pastor Josh on, Brother Matthew, bless you, almost called him a deacon. Amen. I want to look at something in John's Gospel chapter 3, and we're going to go to verse number 16. And I know, I know, I know, you know, when you say John 3:16, everybody uh sometimes, uh well, there was a time when, when you could say everybody, but we're living in a different society. Uh, but John 3.16 is typically a scripture that just about everybody has heard of at least one time uh in their lives. Uh, and if not. Uh, you'll hear it tonight, amen, because not everyone has a background of faith, Uh, but I believe that uh, even though this is a semi-familiar passage of scripture, we're going to come into a greater uh, understanding of how this works, okay, Uh, and so what one of the slogans I've adopted is that sometimes some passages are uh, commonly quoted or heavily quoted, uh, but they're also heavily misunderstood, Uh, and I want to look at this and I could sub-label or subtitle uh, this week's lesson uh, as Sacred Cows because I'm going to touch two scriptures that are very familiar uh, and are scriptures that we hear quoted, but I'm going to bring them into a greater understanding tonight. So John's Gospel, Chapter 3. 16, 17, and 18. Most times when people can quote 16 uh, have no idea what 15 says, 17, or 18. And if you're really going to understand how scripture works, uh, you have to understand it in its proper context. uh, And a text uh, out of context is a pretext. So in other words, a text when it's taken out of context uh, completely obscures the passage. So let's go to the word. Let's look at it. Let's get moving. Uh, John's gospel chapter three, verse number 16. Okay. I'm ready uh, for the word. Amen. I know I asked you if you're ready. I'm ready tonight for the word. <laughs> okay. For God so loved the world, That he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse number 17 For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he Uh, who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. I want to start uh, in John's gospel, chapter three, verse number 16, and then we will continue to lay some foundation. Here we go. Now, we've been dealing with Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Ghost, interchangeably these two uh, terminologies and we understood over the last several weeks and you can review these on our podcast on YouTube on Facebook and on uh, uh, and on all of our platforms Instagram as well so when we talk about Holy Spirit Holy Ghost uh, we know that he is a person we dealt with that we know that he can be grieved Okay, we know that there are specific things when it comes to knowing who he is, okay, and coming into a greater dimension of who he is in our lives. Amen. Uh, And so understanding that, understanding that is very important, is very important. Uh, And so I want us to come into a greater understanding of that. Now, when it comes to this, when it comes to this, look at several things. First of all, the father is creator. The father is creator. Secondly, secondly, the son is redeemer. The son is redeemer. And we understand that the Holy Spirit Is our sustainer. The Holy Spirit is our sustainer. So again, the Father is creator, the Son is redeemer, and the Holy Spirit is our sustainer. So how does this work? Because a lot of times we hear uh, things like, well, the spirit led me to do this. The spirit led me to do that. Well, how do we really come to a greater understanding of what the Holy Spirit is, who the Holy Spirit is as a person? The Father is the creator. The Son is the redeemer. The Holy Spirit is the sustainer. So, when we look at this passage, John 3:16, uh 17 and 18, a lot of times, you know, we hear it and we think of a funeral, we think of a service when we hear it, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You know, we memorize it. But I want to take you in context to the first century. I want to take you in context to When these words were uttered to Nicodemus, Nicodemus, first of all, by way of his name, his name, Nico, Nike in the Greek means victory or a conqueror, a conqueror or a victor of the people. So Nicodemus had a name that was already demeaning to anyone outside of Jewish custom and Jewish law. When we understand Nicodemus, uh, he was a Pharisee. He was one that was an aristocrat. He would be one from an Ivy League prestigious education if we were to take this text out of antiquity and bring it into post-modernity. Uh, if you look at Nicodemus, Nicodemus would be someone uh, that was aristocratic, someone that had respect, someone that carried themselves in a unique and a particular way. But uh, although he had all the sheepskin on the wall, although he had the pedigree, although he had the classical education although he had the classical training, although he was one that was respected and could articulate and was even one that had the ability to communicate, he was spiritually bankrupt. And I want to talk to you tonight about that because a lot of times today in this society we live in, in this social media culture uh, where filters are the ways in which we engage the world. Filters are the ways in which we uh, present ourselves. I want to address tonight the filter of the soul. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to address tonight the filter of the soul. And a lot of times uh, we are spiritually bankrupt because we don't know Who God really is. We can talk a lot about him and still not know him. And so I want to deal with the filter of the soul. Are you hearing me tonight? Because it's very easy for us to, you know, take a picture, take a selfie, and we, you know, we got to make sure we filter it. And I do it too. Okay, we got to make sure we filter it and try to figure out which part we're going to do and how it's going to look to make sure that we look appealing in front of people. But I want to deal with tonight the filter of the soul. Are there filters to the soul? Are we giving a facade to God? Nicodemus, Nike victory over the people, a conqueror, one that looked real good on the outside, had it all going on, was distinguished, was respected, was one that people admired and looked up to, and yet he is wrestling with the question, how can I be born from above? We commonly have read it as ye must be born again. But when you look at it in its original context, you must be born from above. So he's trying to figure out how to deal with this. And he even asked, he even asked, uh, do I have to be in my mother's womb a second time? He's grappling and wrestling with how he can be changed. Is it possible that we can look real good, have a great spotless LinkedIn page, have a resume that's to the stars, have uh, engagements and references the way we want them, and yet we are spiritually bankrupt? And this is where we find ourselves in the passage because uh, we commonly look at John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life shall have eternal life okay for God verse 17 did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but the world but the world notice what he says but to save the world through him. Now, I want you to underscore and underline that word. Bless you, Sister Claudia. Underline that word uh, world there. That word world, in its original context, uh, deals with the word cosmos. So I want to talk to you tonight. Let's engage, let's share, let's grow in the word of God. Okay? Cosmos. And that deals with order, a created order. Okay, Uh, it deals with uh, the human inhabitants of the world, okay? It deals with worldly affairs, worldly possessions, okay? Thank you, sir, okay? It deals with, in an ethical sense, the ungodly. Now, I want to deal with this again. I want to bring this into something that I think will be very helpful for you. Notice, for God so loved the world. These are radical words. And what I don't want us to do is get so familiar with scripture that we lose respect for scripture. Because when you hear this, you're like, ah, yeah, I know John 3.16. I heard that before. No, you might've heard it before. But I want to bring something to your attention. Because in its original context, when Jesus utters these words, they are radical words. They are words that are actually going to put him on the cross. When Jesus utters the words, for God so loved the world, it was mind-blowing. It was come here. It was a paradigm shift it was revolutionary. Why was it revolutionary? Because they could not fathom that God could love the whole world. Now, for us saying that today, in a culture where we love to talk about everything under the sun, we can't understand this in its proper context. But if you really were to look in the first century, okay, they could not, they wouldn't be, they couldn't, he couldn't handle it. God so loved the world. Oh, absolutely not. Why? Because according to the Pharisees, according to the Sadducees, according to the Essenes, according to all of the persons who existed during this time period, if you ever asked one of the children of Israel at this particular time, who did God love, they would never tell you, for God so loved the world, because for them, the text meant, for God so loved the Jew. they had no concept that God could love anybody else outside of the chosen covenant people of Abraham. They had no concept that the cross was going to be the great equalizer and that there would be no distinction between Jew and Gentile for we would be one in Christ Jesus. They had no concept that you did not have to have dietary restrictions, that you did not uh, have to be circumcised in a particular way that you didn't have to dress the same, look the same, act the same, talk the same, wear the same things. They had no concept for that because prior to this moment, everything was scripted in one direction and Jesus utters these radical words to Nicodemus and says, for God so loved the world. The whole world. You mean my enemies? You mean people that I don't like? You mean people that are ungodly? You mean people that are nothing like how I am? You mean people that are not my ethnic group and my race? you mean people that are, don't have my uh style and don't have my sense of dress that don't have my particular denomination that God so loved that world hmm so this was radical because to them they could not conceive of it wow wow I want to go a step deeper. I want to submit to us tonight that in John's Gospel, chapter three, verses 16, 17, and 18, we're looking at justification. We're looking at justification. In justification, we are declared righteous. Not because of any good on our own, because of the grace of god justification but when it comes to the school of the spirit we're moving from justification to sanctification let's go a step further i want to look at one other passage that we commonly hear a lot about and for some of you i'm already speaking in broad strokes you're going to have to review what I've already shared so far. Some of you are going to have to catch the replay to really let this sink in. Uh, but I want us to, I want to tie this, John 3, 16, 17, 18. Is this, I see you quiet, so that means you're listening. If this is making sense or blessing you, give me some feedback. Uh, let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse number 28, 29, and 30, verse 28 to 31. Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 31. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 31. Okay. I know you're listening. I know you're listening. Now, you know, when you read Romans 8 and 28, folks ready to start throwing chairs and all of that, you know, because we get all stirred up right? And we know that all things work together. All things uh, work for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. You know, everybody, whoa, they go crazy, right? But let's go down to verse 29. That's what I really want to address tonight. I want to address uh, what we look at as common scriptures and find uncommon gems, okay? Uh, So we're going to go for the hidden treasure tonight. All right. We looked at John 3, 16, 17, 18, and I want to look at Romans 8, 28, 29, 30, 31, because I've heard people take this passage and butcher it uh, like they were making a sandwich inside of a bodega. Okay. And I, I want to really deal with this tonight because we have to really come to a greater understanding. All right. Cause we will say, and we know all things are working together for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. So I love God and I do what I want to do. And so I know it's going to work out for my good, but this was an epistle written to the entirety of the church. Okay. And I want us to look at this and we know, okay. And we know what? That all things work together for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. Now look at verse 29. The interpretive key of verse 28 is verse 29. All right, stay with me now. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. We're growing together. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God be for us, <laughs> who can be against us? Notice the train of the text. The distinction is in justification, we are declared righteous, but in sanctification, we are made righteous. Help me out, Pastor Jones. In justification, we are declared righteous. In sanctification, we are made righteous. And here's where I want to land, because this Is the crux of what I want to deal with tonight. I'm taking my time with this for a reason. In justification, we are declared righteous. In sanctification, we are made righteous. So justification is the first step. Okay? You are not made right in justification. It's not that you didn't sin. OK, you've been declared righteous by God. So it's not that you didn't do wrong. It's the fact that God has declared you righteous unto himself. That's why it's called an imputed righteousness. It has nothing to do. I see the nerd emoji. Yeah, we are going there tonight. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do. OK, it has nothing to do with how good we are. Because no matter how good you think you are, you ain't that good. I know it's bad English, but it's good theology. Okay? No matter how good I think I am, I know I ain't that good. But in sanctification, I have been made righteous. Glory to God. Okay? I like that. In John seventeen seventeen. he says, Sanctify them by your truth, for your word is is truth. Amen. Glory to God. Okay. So here's the distinction. In justification, we are declared righteous. In sanctification, we are made righteous. Okay. So the only way you can be made righteous, I love mafia movies. All right. That's just, I'm good. I love mafia movies. And in mafia movies, they have ways in which they are uh, making a man. They call him a made man okay uh they have a way of making you that you go from a from one step to a consigliere, you know, in the family and then you become a made man. When you become a made man in the mafia family, you are the man, okay? Uh and and so uh the only way you can be made righteous is to be sanctified. Now. Now uh you've been declared righteous by God. Okay? But you are sanctified by the Holy Ghost. This is how this works. So you can only be made righteous. Only you can be made righteous to be sanctified. And you are sanctified by the Holy Ghost. You're sanctified by the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to talk more about this in the days ahead. I'm just seeding the environment tonight. So how does this work? Sanctification comes from the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit is how you are sanctified. You are declared righteous and that makes you justified. But we are not righteous just because we're justified. We're righteous because we're being sanctified. What does sanctified mean? I like what, what uh, Pastor Josh put up here. Okay, it's a state of separation unto God. Thank you, Pastor. All believers enter this state when they are born of God. And 1 Corinthians 1 and 30, 1 Corinthians 1 and 30 says, You are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God. Christ is the wisdom of God. Righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Okay. Now, justification then is forensic. Sanctification is redemptive. Okay. That's right. The Holy Ghost does the sanctifying. That's right. Okay. So uh, Christ tells us that we have to go back and be filled with the Spirit. That's why after the resurrection, he spent 40 days teaching them unto them, teaching unto them the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Then what happens? He ascends to the Father and He tells them, Go wait 10 more days. Pentecost 40 plus 10, 50. Go wait 10 more days for you to get the Holy Ghost. Okay, so uh, salvation is the first step of the process. Okay, but we also must be filled with the Spirit. Salvation is the first step, but we must be filled with the Spirit. That is a distinction. That's why it's not just justification, but it's also sanctification. And how does sanctification work? Okay, Uh, let's look at 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. All right. First John chapter one, verses five through ten. First John chapter one, verses five through ten. All right. Let's look at this and and unpack this and come to a greater understanding of this. Okay, this is the message we have learned from him and declare to you, God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. Now, that doesn't seem pop. That doesn't sound popular today, but it's biblical. All right. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So the blood is a Purifier. The blood is a purifier. Okay. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Okay. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not. In us. How does this come together? Let's show. Let's let's look at this. So in John's gospel chapter 3. Verses 16, 17, and 18. We see justification. In Romans chapter 8. Verses 29 to 31. We see sanctification. Uh, this is why. This is why. Uh, we come to a greater understanding. Of, of knowing. That I am saved. I am being saved and I shall be saved. Because also in Romans eight twenty nine to 31, we see the emphasis of glorification. Why is this so important? Because what ends up happening a lot of times, beloved, and I'm closing with this. What ends up happening a lot of times is we love the, the, the gifts of the Spirit. We love seeing people um, ecstatic in services. We love all the things that we see. But we don't really have an actual understanding of how the spirit of God works. And so tonight and over these few weeks, I want to deal doctrinally and really lay a foundation for us to actually understand who this person is that we feel when we feel him. Does that make sense? Who this person is when instructions come who this person is that leads us and guides us, because uh, we have a whole lot of folk today who want to prophesy. We got a whole lot of folk today who want to preach. We got a whole lot of folk today who want to tell you what they heard God say to them, X, Y, and Z. We got a whole lot of people today who want to speak for God, but they don't actually speak to God. Okay? And so we have to understand the difference. And when we come to this, then discernment kicks in because we won't be swayed by somebody who has a title. I'm trying to be nice tonight, but I want to be I'm being honest with you. All right, then we won't be swayed by someone who has a title. We won't be swayed by somebody who uh, uh, says that they're of God and, and everything about their character is not of God. Because even though we love the quote about the gifts come without repentance, let me explain something to you. You can be gifted and not sanctified. There is a difference between the gifts of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit. And we're going to really come to an understanding of the gifts of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit, because it's not enough just to have a gift. You have to have fruit that match the gift. OK, and that's that's the real issue of our time today, because we got a whole lot of of people in common Christian uh, uh, circles and celebrity and all of this stuff. Uh, and, and, and we're seeing uh, all kinds of scandals and things because they're very gifted. OK, but there is no fruit. And if there is no fruit, there is nothing to undergird your gift. And as much as we love the gifts of the spirit, and I'm going to talk in the next few weeks about the word of knowledge and word of wisdom, discerning experience and prophetic words and all of that, I believe in the gifts of the spirit, but I'm going to tell you right now, I want to see your fruit, okay? Uh, we need to see the fruit of the spirit active in our lives. And that's why we are having the challenges we're having today, because we get caught up in giftedness. We get caught up in charisma, but if there is charisma with no character, you're headed for a train wreck. Okay. Uh, Now uh, I'm going to close with this. All right. And so we have to understand the difference. Okay. The Holy Spirit wants to fill every Christian. All right. So we have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We have the infilling of the Holy Ghost and we have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to deal with two more things. you uh, walking heavy. <laughs> Bless your heart. All right. I'm going to deal with two more things and then we're going to close. Okay. Every, yes, every Christian does have the Holy Spirit. Yes, every Christian does have the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse number 9. I'm almost where I need to be tonight. I'll finish next Tuesday starting a new series on Sunday. Really sensing uh, the Lord to lead me into something uh, fresh on this coming Sunday. So we'll be in something fresh on this coming Sunday. Okay, Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse number 9. If this is making sense, talk back to me. Amen. You're mighty quiet tonight, so I know you're listening. It's okay. Amen. I don't teach or preach for response, but it's good to know where you are. Amen. All right. Romans 8 and 9. Romans 8 and 9. Okay. Thank you. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh. (laughs) I can deal with this all day. But are in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Hmm. You, however, are not in this realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you. Hmm. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. So it's possible to say you belong and not really belong. Hmm, It's possible to profess it and not possess him. We can profess and not possess this is meat not milk <laughs> okay uh so it's very easy for us to say yeah I, I i i love god you know god is dope uh god is great god is lovely god is wonderful god is my friend jesus is my homie all these shirts and nomenclature and you know like in the 90s they had the jesus face change and all that stuff all of this stuff not really know him. Because notice what Apostle Paul, what Paul says in Romans chapter 8 verse number 9. Okay, Notice what he says. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh. You are not in the realm of the flesh, but you are in the realm of the spirit. If the spirit of God lives in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to Christ. So if anyone who is going to belong to christ they must live according to christ which means that living according to christ does not mean you live any old kind of ratchet way okay living according to christ means that there is a transformation in you because of what christ has done through you am i making sense in here tonight are you with me tonight Glory to God, okay? And so coming into an understanding. I know it's not popular and I'm not trying to be popular. This is what the word of God says, okay? Uh, and so, so coming into a greater understanding of how this works. I want us to, to know this so that we can really grow. Uh, it's a brand new month, a brand new season. Let's grow. Let's grow in God. Let's not just say this is going to be my year and you get to the end of the year and you look like you did last year. Okay, so so let's 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 grow in God. Last scripture, I'm going to close with this. All right. So while every Christian has the Holy Spirit, not every Christian is filled with the Holy Spirit, and this is where I'm going to leave my cliffhanger for tonight. Okay, Math, Ephesians chapter five, verse number eighteen. And nobody with me, Mama Alice, the mothers, is with me tonight. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 18. Glory to God. I was determined to get this word out tonight, even though Pastor Dara was hollering at me about not having my hair cut. Amen. Uh, (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 18. I'm closing now. I'm bringing it home. Uh, mm, Here we go. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So there's something deeper. Type it in. There's something deeper. There's something deeper. God has more for you. God desires to do things for you. He wants to take you further than where you have been. Even if you think you got it, there's still more you don't know. Even if you think you know all, you memorize all these scriptures, there's still a dimension in God you don't know. There's something deeper. There's something deeper. There's something else God wants to do in your life. There's more that he wants to do in you and through you. The question is, how hungry are you? Because when you're really hungry for him, you will not wait until it's time for you to get in his presence. You will continue to worship him, adore him, to bless him every chance and time you get. So it is, it is God's will for every believer To be filled with his spirit. It is not simply wrong to seek an experience, but we must have an encounter with God. And today, uh, we've got to go beyond superficial, shallow Christianity. Psalm 42, deep calls unto deep. Okay? And 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 how does this work, Bishop? I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. Last scripture. John's Gospel, chapter seven, verses thirty-seven and thirty-eight. I'm gonna close it with this, and I, I'm not gonna be able to finish this, and that's fine. I'll come back next week. Okay? John's Gospel, chapter seven, verse thirty-seven and thirty-eight. This is why we have Bible class so we can take time and really grow in the word. On the last and greatest day of the festival, John 7, 37 and 38, on the last day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice. I love that. Take me deeper, Jesus. That's my prayer. Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty (laughs) come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, glory, hallelujah, I felt the power of God already. As the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. God wants to take you out of a drought this year. If there has been any drought, if there has been any dry place, if there has been any dry things, that have been happening, he says, out of your out of your spirit, out of your inner man shall flow rivers of living water. God wants to take us deeper than where we have been before i I'm, 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 I'm sensing in my spirit now I was writing something I was supposed to write this years ago, but I feel this in my spirit. I may need to just turn this into something. God wants to take us outside of superficial, shallow things. Out of your spirit, out of your belly, shall flow rivers. Anyone who is thirsty can come to me. Uh, This is not a Sprite. This is not a Pepsi. This is not Coca-Cola. This is not any drink that can satisfy in this world. This is the living water. Because anything else you drink, you're going to thirst for it again. But when you drink of the spirit of God, when you drink of the presence of God, when you drink of the power of God, when you drink of what God is saying, when you drink of what God is doing, out of your spirit, out of your belly is a river. And I want to submit to you tonight, Shanda Ribokushkata. I want to submit to you tonight, God wants to satisfy your thirst and whatever you've been thirsting for outside of him he's going to take the taste out of your mouth there is deliverance there is breakthrough there is healing that happens when we surrender to the spirit of god hallelujah all right i've done i'm done teaching let's pray i feel the spirit of god father in the name of jesus activate this word in your people Hallelujah. Activate this word. Activate this word in your people. In the name of Jesus, out of your belly, out of your inner man shall flow rivers of living water. God, get us out of the superficial. God, get us out of the shallow. God, get us out of the mundane. Get us out of what's usual. Get us out of what's comfortable. And we surrender to you tonight. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, God. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our homes. Have your way in our families. Have your way in every way, every way and every space of our lives. We surrender to you tonight. Oh my God, tonight we surrender on this first night, on this first day of a brand new month, the second month of a brand new year, the second month of the 22, the two And the 22, thank you for unity. Thank you for what you're doing by your spirit. Thank you for moving by your power. Have your way tonight. In the name of Jesus, we surrender to you tonight. We say yes to your will. We say yes to your way. We say yes, we say yes, we say yes, we say yes. Not trying to look cute. Not trying to be popular. Not trying to be on the who's who. We want to know who you are. To know you. And in the power of your resurrection. Thank you for the fullness. The word declares in Matthew 6 and 6. When you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father. Who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Thank you for this season of reward. The Spirit of the Lord said to me early this morning. The Spirit of the Lord said to me early this morning. That's why I sent the message out early this morning about wisdom. He said he's given wisdom to his people. Hallelujah. I feel a crazy surge of prophetic anointing on me right now. Hallelujah. I got to quit. I got to quit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For many who have been in drought. For many who have been in drought. For many who have been on e, for many who feel like they're giving up, for many who feel as if this is a season and this is a time in which you thought it was over, in which you were getting ready to throw in the towel. The Spirit of the Lord says to you tonight, this is a night of your refreshing. This is a night in which he's going to release wisdom. This is a night in which he's going to release strategy. This is a night in which he's going to open the floodgates of heaven. He's going to cause you to come into a greater understanding of who he is and who you are. Do not despise this season, says the Lord. Do not despise this moment, says the Lord. This is a moment in which I'm going to begin to open the eyes of your understanding and bring you into a place of comprehension that you have never seen before. This is a moment, says the Spirit of Grace, that I'm going to cause you to come into a greater relationship with me. This is a moment, says the Spirit of Grace, that I'm going to bring you into an understanding and bring you into an open door. Literally, as I sit here, I see doors opening. I see doors opening. I see doors opening and every demonic stronghold, every witch, every warlock, every hex, every spell, everything that tries to stop the door is open tonight and it shall remain open, says the spirit of grace. I thank you for what you're doing right now by your people. I thank you for breaking us out of droughts. I thank you for breaking us out of things that are mundane and comfortable and familiar and bring us into the fullness of what you have ordained and what you have established. I come against the spirit of sabotage, sabotaging your mind, sabotaging your heart, sabotaging your thought. Many of you have been guilt tripping and thinking about all the stuff that can't work because you're in a season now where things seem to be working together and you're waiting for something to go wrong because you're Always used to things going wrong. The devil is a liar. The spirit of the Lord will say unto you tonight that I am breaking you out of the pathology of things going wrong and bringing you into a new understanding of me, in which you are going to move out of the drought in which you're going to move out of the familiar, and you're going to see my hand. And it's going to happen by faith. I hear you clearly, Lord. It's going to happen by faith. I'm going to bring you into a new dimension of faith. I'm going to bring you into an open door. I'm going to bring you into a new reality of that which I have established, of that which I have seen, of that which I have done. I see families. You've been lifting up families. Many of you have been lifting up families, family members, loved ones, and different ones. My hand shall be on them, and you will see a tangible sign from now this forth, this day. You're going to see a tangible sign of this word manifest in your life in every area and facet of your being, says the Spirit of Almighty God. And we bless you for it now in Jesus name. Oh glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. <laughs> I feel my help here now. Glory to God. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for moving us out of a drought. It is so in Jesus name. It is so it is so, it is so, it is so, it is so, woo! it is so, 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 it is so. Father, I thank you for doing it. I thank you for how you're moving, how you're moving by your spirit. In Jesus' name, we bless you. Hallelujah. Listen, 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 listen. Woof. Listen. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, sir. Listen, something's happening. Something's happening. Something's happening. I feel it in the spirit. Glory to God. I'm telling you, uh, if you're not saved, uh, all you have to do is come to the knowledge and glory of God. Right? Glory. I feel the glory of the Lord right now. Uh, if you're not saved, we offer Christ to you. All you've got to do is repent, confess your sin unto the Lord, uh, and He will save you. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart you are saved. It is a process. Uh, it is a process every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. I pray that tonight you have been encouraged. I pray that tonight you have been edified. I pray that tonight the enemy has been horrified and we put you on service notice tonight. You have been deputized to walk into the fullness of what God has ordained and established. Listen, I want you to re-listen to what has been taught tonight. I want you to re-listen. Pastor Josh, please make sure Pastor Darrell, they know how to give as well. Going to receive a freewill offering tonight if you would sow into the kingdom of God as you have been blessed. Many of you uh, have been blessed tonight, and so as the Lord has blessed you, you also, uh, as the Spirit of God leads, can be a blessing. Uh, The ways that we give are on the screen. You can give uh, via Cash App, Dollar Sign, Global Fire. Now, it's very unusual that we uh, begin the month on a Tuesday like this in Bible study, Uh, a very powerful way to begin the month. Uh, Let's sow into the kingdom of God. There's an unusual anointing uh, with us tonight, and I want to be obedient to the Spirit of Grace. So, the Lord has ministered to you. uh, I would encourage you to plant a seed tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you on Pastor Dara. God bless you on podcasts. God bless you on our Facebook and Instagram and YouTube families. Plant a seed into the kingdom of God tonight. Uh, You can do so by multiple ways. First of all, you can do so by dollar sign global fire now dollar sign global fire now you can also give uh via uh via texting to give by texting the word global to 51400 lastly you can give on our Zell for the ministry this is for the work of god uh, which is global fire now at gmail.com all of these are valuable ways to give and i want to give you an opportunity to do so father i thank you for what you have said Uh, and what you are continuing to do right now, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for doing it. 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 Thank you for doing it. Again, dollar sign, Global Fire Now. Uh, You can do it, PayPal.me, my Instagram family, uh, Zell. Uh, All of these are valuable ways. Father, I thank you for what you're doing and what you're continuing to do, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, here's here's a way of instruction. I want you just to hear me for just a moment. This Friday, uh, the Lord is. I told you on Sunday that we're moving from conferences and events to conversations and equipping. This Friday night will be Spark, and Spark will be at uh, seven thirty this Friday night. I have two dynamic. Uh, men of God joining me on the platform That is Bishop Goffin, a father in the gospel to me And Bishop Luter, my doctoral mentor This will be this Friday night We will only be streaming this on Facebook and YouTube this Friday night We won't be on Instagram So all of our Instagram crew come on YouTube and join us On uh, Facebook and join us And you will be blessed The Lord bless you and keep you The Lord cause His face to shine upon you May His continence be with you Walk in authority this week Y'all don't know who that's for. Walk in authority this week. It is so in Jesus' name. God bless you. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you tonight. God bless you tonight. Hallelujah. She still asleep, baby? Okay. All right. Uh, Matthew, Pastor Josh, Matthew, I don't know what happened. Uh, Matthew, I'm so sorry. I don't know how it worked. Uh, what we're going to do, Matthew, just unmute yourself real quick. And Pastor Josh, what we're going to do.